0: to the Esports Report. This is your host, Will Nix, with his awesome co-host, Ashley.
1: Ashley, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing really good. I actually just got back from uh, L.A. I was out there with the bryant Games, which was very exciting. Unfair. Unfair. <laughs> I just got
0: back, Ashley. I was supposed to be back a long time ago, but I was in quarantine in New York
1: City. Oh, no! For 10 days. <laughs> Oh, no. What did you do during all that time? I would have lost it.
0: Mario Kart. (laughs) I may be the (laughs) grand champion of Mario Kart now. I've kicked three of my players off the team to play myself. I'm taking on everybody. I'm kidding. No, I played a lot of Mario Kart, played a lot of movies, watched all Star Wars and all of the Internet. I read Facebook four times You know, I read it (laughs) the whole thing.
1: I'm so so sorry that you guys got quarantined, but I am glad that you're safe and that you feel you feel better.
0: Right. I do. Yeah. We were both sick there for a little bit, but, uh, my son and I are, we're home. We got to see one show and then got put in lockdown and it was crazy. Hey, do you want to tell the peeps why you guys were out there? My son was going to be singing at Carnegie hall and did not happen because he got put in lockdown the next morning. So shout out to my, my, my son who was, is an amazing talent. And if you want to see him come, you know, come to our theater here in Pickens County and watch him do a little shop of ours. He's going to be awesome. Uh, I can't I can't sell them enough. The kid's great. So what you
1: guys have gotten from this is we've both been very busy. Very busy. And very I, don't busy. Even, I don't even know what time zone I'm in anymore.
0: Oh, my gosh. You were out there with Riot, you know, um, getting us jobs, as I like to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Riot. <laughs> we'll take them. All right. So I, I have some good news before we start our show, before we get to our interview. Okay. We are now, I was doing some numbers, shout out to our guy, Brad, Brad Williams out there. We're up to 161 schools now. It's time. It's time, say it's time. Divide us. Give us classifications. There's a ton of us competing now. Um, it's only fair. It is only fair to divide I us. Would,
1: so. I would love, as a small school, not to go against a 6A school. That would be great. <laughs>
0: our, our our interview tonight with uh, Forsyth's Kenny schools in. Our viewers and listeners know how I feel about Forsyth County Schools when it, or as PlayVS once called them, Forsyth. Forsyth County <laughs> Schools during the championship. So I have nothing against the kids, the coaches, anyone out there competitively. I always would just want to beat them. That's how it goes. So I, I look forward to this today. We have an interesting interview. We have PK Graf with us. Yeah, a commissioner of esports, a nonprofit esports. Yeah, he's going to talk to us about his league and. He's gonna help us not, you know, mispronounce the one league that we always mispronounce all the time, the National Scholastic Esports Federation. I think I got it.
1: Oh Ashley, Ashley, I did
0: it. And he's gonna talk that? About
2: his yeah.
1: He's gonna his Georgia version. It's just a little hard, it's a hard name for me to remember. It's probably not hard for other people. It's just hard for me to remember. Look, we have a hard
0: time time getting play versus right. We I mean they're play VS, they're play versus, you know, as Aaron has said, they are play versus. But at least they have a catchy name. (laughs) We got to work on, you know, tonight with PK, we're going to talk about branding. No, I'm kidding. we were just here to have some fun with him. And I look forward to interviewing him in just a minute. Folks, we'll be right back with PK Graf of the Georgia Scholastic Esports Federation.
1: Hello, loyal listeners. Boy, do I have something to tell you about today. Now, are you looking for a unique, one-of-a-kind, handcrafted gift for a special occasion? Or maybe you're just looking for a unique, artistic piece to add to your personal collection? Well, look no further. Creations by Alex Hodge is a fantastic one-stop shop to fit all of your needs. Alex Hodge is an amazing artist who specializes in handmade functional ceramics, including mugs, plates, jewelry, ornaments, and so much more. Her one-of-a-kind functional artistic pieces are sure to be the conversation of any gathering or when you have friends over. Additionally, many of her creations promote positive, self-loving messages sure to make you feel good whenever you're taking that nice, hot first sip of morning coffee or maybe serving some delicious food on her one-of-a-kind ceramic plates. Furthermore, she does custom orders. That's right. If you have an idea for a ceramic piece, she has got you covered. Plus, you can happily support a woman-owned business. So what are you waiting for? Be sure to go to her Etsy and Instagram page titled Creations by Alex Hodge to check her out. You will not regret it.
0: Welcome back to the Esports Report, folks. We're here with PK Graph PK, how's it going?
2: What's up? Just living the life, doing the video game thing.
0: Doing the video thing thing. I like it. We do the video game thing sometimes. <laughs> we try to. <laughs> we try occasionally, you know. Um, so, PK, tell us about you and your league, bud.
2: Yeah, so I am the commissioner of gaming for GSEF, which is the Georgia Scholastic Esports Foundation. It is a nonprofit. We are the NACEF affiliate for Georgia, which is North America's Scholastic Esports Federation, of which I am a fellow for this academic school year. Uh, So I get to do a lot of really exciting things. Right now, we have six leagues serving just over 100 gamers on 50, 51 teams um, playing Knockout City, playing Brawlhalla, Rocket League, (coughs) 10-minute chess. Uh, Just really excited to uh, provide those games to the end users for free. Um, uh, Those are words uh, we
1: like. I was going to say, as educators, uh, we enjoy hearing that word, free. Yeah. But before we get into it, though, um, can you say what NACEF stands for again?
2: Yeah, North America Scholastic Esports Federation, and it is truly a federation of uh, of, uh, of affiliate programs, um, and GSEF being the Georgia affiliate. Um, But you have like Garden State Esports, um, which is in New Jersey. Chris Aviles, um, really great uh, leaders there in that space. And I am looking for. um, But yeah, speaking to the free for educators thing. Like I'm an educator myself. I'm an instructional designer for Forsyth County Schools. I build virtual curriculum. I build content. I build the esports course. I helped write the standards for the state of Georgia. I, I, we have no money. Like we don't have money to pay for leagues, let alone. Or I'm sorry, we don't have money to pay for machines and gaming equipment, let alone pay for a league. Um, and so that's really what Na- uh, GSEF and and NASF as well are after is how can we bridge the gap and provide opportunity for gamers. Um, and and give the like create this niche of scholastic gaming um in in an ecosystem that's already struggling, like especially okay. right now, like COVID and school's tough, man. Like covering classes and no planning periods, and you've got lunch duty and before school duty and after school duty because people are out. All and, the duty, duty. You know, it's like crazy.
0: I have a question though. Okay, all right. So this is what my my guys would ask you. If my my players were in, if I was sitting in the room with my players, they'd go. Well, you're offering all these games, but they sound like, you know, kind of what PlayVS is offering. Why not offer something that they're not offering? Where's the shooters?
2: Yeah, so we we see the scholastic esports environment as a place that is uh playing video games that are school appropriate. Um and so what what we have found or what Gsef has uh concluded thus far is that a first person shooter is marginally inappropriate for schools and without a state level um godot like georgia department of education um mandate or understanding or maybe you could even say blessing um to do those types of games we're not going to just go ahead and offer it but what we are doing is we are choosing to lead the conversation and engaging with people at the state level to say these games are going unplayed by our gamers while there are scholarships being offered to colleges and universities in our state to play these games so if our gamers aren't playing them and they're offering scholarships for these games kids from outside of our sphere of influence are theoretically going to be getting those scholarships. Now, that's not entirely true because kids can play outside of school and that sort of stuff. But oh, it's true.
0: I mean, it's just it, if you have no recognition, I think the bigger argument is why not teach these kids how to play these games healthily Ooh. in a healthy environment? That's the that's the argument to be made. See, and my
1: my issue with it also is is you have JROTC programs that have kids practice with like real rifles, and we know, have on,
0: be- we have the on-site police training programs
1: that's just a conversation for another day you know the the impact of shooters and how we in my personal opinion and this is going to be unpopular with some people but we should allow them to play them because as we all know first-person shooters do not make people violent it's lag we all yeah. know that lag is lag.
0: It's lag is the, lag is, <laughs> yeah. lag, is, lag is lag is the cause of all violence in gaming let's just be a,
2: latency, it's the, latency latency
0: latency 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 <laughs> oh yeah. um, i got latency, lag kill mom
2: Yeah, I, I, I am, I am, we are formulating a solution that is scholastic gaming belongs in, in, in all of these secondary schools, middle school and high school. And the reason is we need to take the time and put in the effort to teach our gamers how to game responsibly, just like we do for our football players. What's been the biggest, what's the biggest, what's been the biggest thing recently for concussions. Concussions. So tackling coaches going to relearn and going to tackling clinics to protect their children, to protect their, their players. We most definitely need to be doing the same thing for our scholastic gamers, for our gamers in general, because if we are not taking the opportunity to teach and coach them how to game responsibly, then we're missing an opportunity to create, digital citizens and that that in itself is the only thing i think we need to be able to justify doing what what is classified as a first person shooter now i will stay on the record that i draw the line at t for teen. um i think that the games call of duty and, and a few of the others that are uh m for mature um i fully in uh, well, do not endorse the- them
0: they're full they're they're mature for other reasons other than just the violence on screen too. Mm-hmm. Yes. So when, right. Yes. You have to be the storylines are not are not I, you, okay, you're talking to a guy that taught World of Warcraft in the classroom. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. back 10 years ago. I used to teach the hero's journey. Why why read the hero's journey when you can go on a hero's journey? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I gaming in the classroom has never been an issue for me, but it's amazing how quickly this gets shut down as oh, you just want to let, you know, let kids play video games. I'm like, have you actually ever, you know, done this? It's a lot of work. And if you actually teach the kids how to read in the game, digital literacy, digital citizenry, you, we would be reaching more kids. And I think that's the whole purpose here.
1: Well, I feel like kids need that anyway, because listen, we've come to that generation that's just grown up with technology. Uh, They're bathed in it. And, you know, they might not know like the true dangers of what they're doing every time they log into an app on their smartphone. So, you know, through gaming, we could teach them, you know, say for, methods and also maybe toxicity. Like uh, I recently had a kid who was banned from an account and uh, now he can't play.
2: Yep. Yeah. That's a perfect segue into curriculum, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I Um, mean, let's, let's get a curriculum. So you're designing some uh,
0: curriculum for gaming in the classroom.
2: Yeah. So I have an entire, um, segment of my research. And and I haven't even really put it out there fully yet because I haven't published it yet, but I have submitted it for copyright. Um, and, and the title of the research is Fostering Resiliency in At-Risk Students Through Scholastic Gaming. And, and I do establish that at-risk is all gamers at this point. Um, all gamers are at risk of not getting the, tr- the proper training that they need to be truly scholastic gamers. Um, and and be you know become digital citizens in in their realm of of gaming. It aligns with the curriculum that I'm writing and the content that I'm creating for the esports course here in Georgia, um, which you know was created. Uh, the The course was actually um, uh, officially released on May twenty first, two thousand one, uh, two thousand twenty one. So um, less than a year ago, that that course uh, came to fruition and. You know, we're I've been teaching it for this lot la- the this the this past school year, and we're rocking and rolling and creating content and doing some really cool stuff. Uh, you mentioned uh, it, it, toxicity. Uh, there's an entire module on um, you know toxic gaming and defining it, and and taking time to build our own resiliency. So building our own gamer resiliency um, so that we can not only deal with it ourselves. Um, but learn how to avoid uh, engaging in toxic behavior because it's 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 a fairly natural occurrence. Um, you know, and, and we need to make sure that we're teaching our students how to be uh, uh, positive gamers.
1: I'll also say it's worse if you're a female. As a female who grew up in the 90s through through Gamergate and all that fun stuff, that's something that still occurs that irritates me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think teaching, not, not just males, but all students that they do belong in this space. And there's yep. like a right way to interact with others is yes. very important because that could lead to a greater structural change in some of these communities. Absolutely. You know, I've been playing league since 2009, kind of off and on. And for a while I quit just because of how toxic the environment got. Yep. And I don't want to expose some of my female students to that.
2: Yep. Yep. Um, so I play Echo Arena and Pavla VR in at the master tier. Um, and I play in, in the master league for it. Uh so you could call me like a wannabe pro gamer. Um, but okay, but all right, folks, this wanna be pro gamer. All right, <laughs> yep, there you go, there you go. Silly as it is. Um, no, my no. one of my team, my team captain is a female, and the number one thing that I told her is that she deserves to be where she is. And anybody who wants to say or do anything to belittle her, we as a team will always stand up for her and she, and, and we see it. I mean, we'll roll into a lobby it's in VR. So you're like, you know, it's like floating avatars going through the, the lobby and people will be like, Oh girl game or whatever. And, and they'll act a fool and we immediately stand up to it. Like, and that's what you have to do, but we're not standing up to it in a confrontational way. We are politely asking somebody to not act that way. And then explaining to them like, Hey, like the way you're acting is not appropriate. Like she's here just like we are. And you're acting crazy. Like we're like, we're just going to ask you politely to stop. Like, okay, thanks. Um, But I'll tell you that like in matches, i totally understand <laughs> like it's ridiculous and it's something that we have as leaders in the gaming space we have to take a stand on and say we are not gonna stand for this in our league GSEF does not stand for this in our league um you know we have it written in our our bylaws like toxic toxicity in gaming is going to be addressed um here's the protocol um you know if we can't come to a resolution and if the gamer can't prove that they're gonna uh, kind of move on from this situation and and be better themselves then we're going to ask them to leave the league
0: don't we have i i i appreciate what you're doing please understand what i'm what i'm asking here is that i think don't we need to demand more out of our pro leagues then because i think a lot of that negative behavior is the players themselves in these yep. professional leagues yep and, and i'm and, a i'm a huge pro league fan don't get me wrong but mm-hmm. the the environment is bred from that let's just let's just say it starts at the top on this one
2: yeah, absolutely. And uh furthermore the 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 streaming platforms as well, you know, your Twitch and your YouTube whatever acting crazy, being um
0: getting 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 it's, clicks. It's clickbait. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's 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 clickbait at that point. And and teaching our gamers to avoid consumption of those channels um because by just consuming it you are supporting them and supporting their behavior and that and you should not be doing that.
1: I just I feel like the women's voices are just silenced sometimes in these communities mm-hmm. because high school, middle school, it's a very hard time for anybody. And you're struggling yep. with a lot of things. And, you know, it's just heartbreaking when, you know, a student has kind of found a place where they belong in a gaming yep. community, only for that to be like utterly destroyed yep. by other people. And, you know, I, I wish I could tell you that it's gotten better. Um, but it hasn't uh, as, and I don't know if other females experience this, but I still get like this horrible, atrocious DMS if I'm playing a multiplayer game and it's even worse if you're female and have a Southern accent. So that's a oh, double, that's bless. a double whammy.
2: Bless you. I can only imagine, um, what, uh, to, to further address this. Um, uh, one thing that I have done explicitly is recruit, recruit female coaches. Um, so I have three female middle school coaches. And I only, I think I'm, I have, uh, I have one uh, high school female coach. So one of my varsity coaches is a female coach. Um, And I work with them hand in hand to help build their programs and, and help build a more inclusive model. Uh, I do that with all of my coaches, but I, I especially focus with, or, or focus my work and effort on um, those programs with the female coaches because they're going to be able to attract more of the female gamers and a more diverse group of gamers, or, or at least that's been my experience. So getting them the support they need, even just IT support, it, it, even if it's just as simple as that. Um, but we've had tremendous success building uh much more diverse programs in those uh schools with the female coaches. So it's awesome. it's definitely ver- it's really cool. Um and they have uh, our our GCF championships for middle school gaming last semester. Um, I Two of the three titles were won by one of my female coaches. So she's doing a fantastic job building amazing gamers. All
0: right. So, okay. We've well, heard about your league. Tell us why you're an alternative to PlayVS or
1: PlayVersus. <laughs> Whoops. I did it. Oh, I did it. I did it again. I, it. <laughs> I don't know uh, what I'm calling it. I have to plant We, we talked to Aaron from PlayVersus. Play play versus yeah <laughs> yeah, i got you doing it because i've heard it pronounced both ways but it's officially play versus
2: yes i believe you are correct um no oh, wait, we said, get it
0: straight from them we <laughs> calling is play vs we're
1: like yeah, yes okay yeah. okay <laughs> play vs
2: i mean uh oh, oh, <laughs> um, totally totally not an alternative um we don't really want to be an alternative okay um because we can't be there they have a contract with NFHS, National Federation, um, they officially hold the varsity key. That's great. We just see an opportunity to provide more, uh, more opportunities, uh, especially for programs that are coming online, but are more in that club mentality. Um, They're not really ready for a full-fledged team. Maybe they just have some new Rocket League players, um, or maybe they they only have a couple kids literally. And so they're going to try Brawlhalla, um, you know, playing one V one or maybe they just want to do um, some of the uh, other alternative games and, and they're not quite ready to do the league thing. um GCF's there to support them as well. So we help them find games okay. that are going to be good for their program and get them uh, the the things that they need to get set up.
0: So you would say, uh, can we, can we label Let's If we created a label, maybe an off season club program. Yeah. Like you have mm-hmm. in many other sports like soccer and, yep. you know, softball, baseball, basketball, you know, outside of football, everybody pretty much has a club sport. Yep. So would you be consider yourselves the club, the club version?
2: Yeah, I think that's a pretty good assessment. Um, you know, I, obviously we're, we're just a nonprofit out there providing some leagues and, and, uh, but I think, you know, club is, is a great description for what we do.
0: All right. Clubs are needed. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not, it's nothing wrong with being a club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially with opportunities for esports, like you said, because l- let's all be honest. And you're you're in Forsyth County, the dreaded Forsyth County, the wall, <laughs> the, the wall that is Forsyth, that is for me. And I'm here in Pickens County, and we can both talk about. We 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 know that after us and a few other teams, especially in Rocket League, the competitive mm-hmm. level it, it's a big drop. There's two or three school systems that rule. Let's say Rocket League.
1: Yeah, Dodge, yeah. Dodge County is not one of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not because of the lack of coaching. You no, know? come on, Ashley. Come yeah. on. All right. So it, but again, there's no place for kids who are not at the GC level. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, if you're not GC too, might as well not be playing in the playoffs.
1: And it's, and it's sad, you know, that they pay money. And then, you know, they just like with league of legends, you know, some of my new league of legends teams and I'm not trying to diss them, but they yeah. stood no chance. They yeah. just absolutely stood no chance, and then you know they might get matched up against a team of platinums and just
2: get annihilated
1: Sorry. and emotionally well, def- devastated.
2: Yeah, hey, losing
1: is a great teacher. Okay, I'm, I'm kidding. All right, keep going.
2: <laughs> I, I know, I know what that's like, and it is, it is not fun. Um, you know, it, 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 it is what it is. But I think that there's an opportunity to create something that better serves those communities, and that's what we want to do. Um, again, you know, I think we said it earlier, but g not, we don't want to do all the games and we really don't want to be competition with PlayVS because they have something important that they're doing, but we see something also that's important that we can do in parallel, um, and maybe have a mutualistic relationship. Um, but offering that maybe JV option or the club option where it's the highly competitive teams are going to stay, you know, stay with the varsity programs, um, in the varsity programming. Um, but we can offer that, that alternative option that is a little more fun. Uh, and I would love to get some teams that want to group themselves together in a game and they sign up with GSF with one, with a game that we can offer. And I can do that. I can create a custom group just for a set of schools that want to play each other. Um, like if you didn't, if you wanted to do rocket league, but you only wanted to play these five teams, it's easy. I, all you gotta do is sign up and I'll create the group and you'll only play each other. And I'm, that's great.
0: So, how are schools going to avoid any conflicts with the GHSA, there, the Georgia High School Association, or any of their in, in any of the NFHS schools? Because we do know that there there are rules that we have to follow. And again, I'm not I'm not saying it's GHSA's fault. I'm not saying GHSA's fault. I'm just saying the, real, the reality of the situation
2: here. Yeah, I don't know if there's really precedence there. Um, you know, we've looked at the uh, at the bylaws for GHSA, uh, and there's a lot to be said about um, things like basketball for example an in-season athlete playing, versus out of season yeah and uh, playing on an AU basketball team like right. is that allowed or is it not allowed it's, well, it's this like, it's, it's this it's, it's this, it is it. and so it's if, this. if ghsa expressed discomfort with what was being going what what's going on then we would have a conversation and and figure it out and you know like okay we understand like, you know, sometimes bylaws don't really make a whole lot of sense and there's not a whole lot written about esports. Um, you know, so I think if we stand on the podium or whatever, uh, st- take the stance of, we don't, we don't want to take gamers away from play. vs. We don't want to take gamers a- away from GHSA. We just, here wanna, to supplement. we're here to supplement and provide that extra opportunity for them. Um, the, the classic conflict in this space is, Play vs in HSCL. So, if you have a varsity program playing in Play vs and in high school esports league, is that a conflict? I mean, certainly, if if they're going to play... the GHSA
0: would say yes, yes, they are. So,
2: so um, you know, I, I, I but I I haven't. That's not in the bylaws. So, if it's not in the bylaws, like.
0: It is in the bylaws for all sports for Georgia high schools. It's not for esports specific, but all sports only Georgia high school association schools can participate in sports with Georgia high school association schools, and you only can participate in state-sponsored leagues. That's 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 straight across. just GHSA. So
2: gotcha. That that's
0: that, now no look now here's this is where this is where the out is though. And actually, I think you agree with me. On, we're one season proponents with the change that needs to happen is that esports needs one season for each of the games. We're year
1: round and, you know, we understand why we're year round. Um, But, you know, a lot of coaches aren't being compensated uh, for that. Not that that's any blame on the schools, but, you know, education, funding, whatever. So I really like the idea of having like a club because if I have new gamers coming in and they're not very good, they could do the club and then maybe their junior year actually move into play versus versus, um, versus immediately starting out and just getting creamed and not having a very enjoyable experience. I could see a school running both because certain schools uh like my own they want that that state sponsored league because they want kids to compete, which is fine. You know, I have yeah. no problem with it. But if I've got a new person who's never played Smash before, I don't necessarily know if they want to sign up to just be bulldozed into the ground. Maybe they need to yeah. start with. brawl holla and then migrate up to smash.
2: Yep. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, I mean, I think another issue um, you you can address this is maybe having, you know, it's not being year round, like any other sport, you may have to play year round. But you don't need a state sanctioned league year round, so that way, that's where the clubs come in and fill the gap. Like you said, AAU and during basketball mm-hmm. season, um, ODP for soccer, we could, we just keep keep going yep. the different levels of even club out there for it. Right now, I I see you guys as a solution to a problem for a lot of uh you know us esports coaches is that. I, it's hard to do this from, you know, from September to may, it really is. Yeah. It's just, yep. it's, it's not, it's a, it's a lot of work.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And we, we see that and that's the feedback we get from, from coaches. And so just trying to create that, that solution, uh, put it in place. And sometimes you gotta be, sometimes you gotta kind of just push it out there and see what happens. Uh, you know,
0: what is your most I'm, popular title? That you, oh, you know, rocket league with- hand
2: hand hand over hand rocket league. I mean, we've got really? 35 or 37 total teams between high school and middle school.
0: That's awesome. Um, yeah. Especially with the fact that you're, you're, you're dealing with a sport that, you know, play versus the GHSA also have. So do know, you run into any, any conflicts there? Do y'all heard any conf, conflicts with that situation or y'all just play at different times or
2: play different times. We play on Wednesdays. So rocket league plays on Wednesdays, uh, HSCLs on Tuesday and Thursday and uh, play Play versus is on Thursday. Thursday.
1: Thursday, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, So there's 4 p.m. I was going to say there are like four games this Thursday at 4 p.m. There's Rocket League, Hearthstone, Mario,
2: and Mario Mario Kart.
0: Yeah. Mario Kart. Excuse me. Yeah. Mario Kart. Yeah. I hope you don't want to do.
2: I hope you don't want to play more than one.
0: Oh, trust me. The Mario Kart. uh, Okay. We can have some fun with this. My Rocket Leagueers wanted to play Mario Kart so bad it wasn't even funny. And them being both at the same time oh oh oh, i I got near
1: full i had three kids sign up for mario Kart, and i could never get that fourth one even though we had like switches so they wouldn't even have to buy a switch like i didn't Mm. understand i have more smash players now than i've ever had like Mm. that number has grown but no rocket league i mean i Rocket League, maybe not a Rocket League team. Uh, we'll have to see. No League of Legends team. It's just Smash and Madden. See my league. Uh, I'm throwing it out here because you know PK. You 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 know you've said it. My my the my
0: league team, my League of Legends team collapsed, and I've, I've had so many friends have the same problem. Is because mm-hmm. the learning curve to get even to get good. Now you can get good at Rocket League in a year, year and a half. Yeah, you can't get good at League of Legends in that time. You just right. can't. I mean,
2: unless you're studying it. Like I mean a, it's full time. Like, yeah. Like yeah. yeah, like you got a sensei and you're you right. You're like <laughs> you, focusing. Yes, on yes that. <laughs> yeah. Master, yeah. please teach me your way. No, yeah. I get yeah. that. Yes. Teach so me the I, ways of the build. And and again, I guess League of Legends being one of the titles that has that exclusivity with play versus. Um, you know, uh w- you we spoke earlier about Smite. Um, you know, Smite's one of those games that could potentially fit that gap if. Play
0: That'd be a huge help, and GHSA
2: don't continue that, I, you know, because it's kind of up in the air right now as to what's going to happen with it. But being GSAP, being a Georgia nonprofit, it would be fantastic to work with High Res Studios to offer a Smite Championship, us like a High Res trophy, you know, like High Res sponsors this GSAP League and. Poof, you want a Smite trophy? Here you go. Here's the Hey, guys.
0: And we're also going to help you learn how to play League of Legends on the way because yep. Yep. Oh, Smite is 3D League of Legends. Let's just, yep. you know, there's nothing wrong with saying that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a good yeah. game. I they like trans-
2: it. Skill in one translates really well to skill in another. So yep. it would be great. And kind of the same thing goes for Brawlhalla. You know, we would really like to form a relationship with Blue Mammoth and and kind of do the same thing there. We don't want exclusivity. That's wrong. Like, we, we, uh, we don't want that. But we just want that official permission and say like, hey, in Georgia, if you play, if you're playing Brawlhalla and you win a championship, like here's the middle school Brawlhalla championship trophy. Here's the high school Brawlhalla Blue Mammoth trophy. Like, yay. Like, that's awesome. Because the gamers would be hyped about that. And I think that would lead them to sign up and want to play, knowing that they're going to get a trophy from the game developer and be crowned a champion.
0: Can I go full circle here with just a little bit? Because... I didn't want to get to the end and have to throw in a last-minute question or something. It's something that's been hitting me just a little bit. We've talked about it as an esports coach, Ashley. You know, an esports coach. We understand the importance of esports, but okay, I'm putting my parent head on. Dad here is coming in the room, and Dad's going, "Why do I need esports in the classroom? But what's the yeah. benefit am I getting out of this for my kid?" You know.
2: So esports in the classroom is is that like fear factor for a lot of teachers, a lot of educators, and especially school administrators like they're you know you want to play you want to do what? Like you want to play video games in the classroom? Um and it's like yes. Yes, we want that. We we've already kind of hit on taking the opportunity to teach our gamers how to be responsible uh digital citizens, right? Like that that digital citizenship piece is so important. We need them to be able to do that. Um but for the same reason we put our children on football teams and soccer teams and volleyball teams. We put them there to work together, to learn um, you know, team skills and to build communication and physical and mental uh exercise. Like those are all things that we use traditional sports for.
0: Those are after school activities. Right. Why, why during why during the day?
2: So, so you, what you can do is you can then take that mentality and build it into content and curriculum that is supported by the state of georgia in in academic pursuits uh, one being the esports course another being the game design pathways um, for ctae And then uh, middle school computer science curriculum lends itself extremely well to using video games as the context to teach middle school computer science. Uh, Specifically for me, it's MSCS 1 and MSCS 2, middle school computer science 1 and 2. Um, Perfectly prepared, perfectly ready to be taught in the context of video games and using those video games to teach students how to play and by hooking them getting them into the classroom and teaching them how to play video games and teaching them how to make video games. Now we're, we're connecting them with those 21st century skills that are really hard to teach anywhere else um, in any other context. It's really hard to push a student to develop a video game and prepare a presentation on the narrative that they wrote for their video game. How many kids want to write a narrative? Not many, but when they're writing a narrative that's about a video game and th- that they've created, um, it's it's very powerful, and that that ties directly into um, playing video games in a scholastic sense. So using that video game to actually teach, and uh, one of the games that I used to teach uh, at uh, Gateway Academy is Knockout City. So it is virtual dodgeball. We use it to teach things like teamwork. Uh, we use it to teach things like communication skills, but as I mentioned in my uh, my research before, uh, I use it to teach resiliency. Uh, it's a it, it, we we use the video game to coach our reactions to guide our reactions. So I'm coaching them on how they react to adverse situations in the video game, so that so that I'm coaching their actions in order to guide their reactions because in real life if we get tilted in a video game in real life we're going to we're going to react to things that way we're we're going to get tilted in, in IRL but if we learn how to be resilient thinkers when we deal with an adverse situation in real life and we've gone through training on how to deal with that in a video game it translates and and that it's up in that prefrontal cortex when they get when they're, when they're, what is it? The amygdala, when they, when they respond and, and it's fight flight or freeze their their big brain can take over and say like, mm, let's think about this a little bit. Maybe I shouldn't go off right now because in that, in that video game class, I learned about like how I should react to situations So it, I think there's tons of opportunity and, and really it's only limited by what we're willing to do in the classroom.
0: Okay. So I, I, no, no no disagreement with 99.9% Where what you said. I'm going to have to have some fun with you on this one, though. Esports or video games? Well, now, what are we talking about? Because there is a difference.
2: Uh, both. So I we play competitively. Uh, so like in the classroom, we'll play competitively. We okay. also play casually in the same games. So there's maybe two sides of the same coin. We all have do. to be
0: careful with the interchangeability here because mm-hmm. we get a lot of we get a lot of grief as esports coaches, right? Ashley? Yeah. About yes. this. About it, it we, we don't like to use those terms interchangeably Here on the esports report. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please please have some fun with us. We're just yeah, absolutely. It, but we ha- what do you define an e- as an esport? Give us your definition of an esport.
2: Yeah, in 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 my context, any east an esport is going to be something that a video game that you're playing competitively, something that you're pushing and and either either Playing to get a ranking, um, or you're playing to towards like a championship, um, or you're playing towards um like individual accolades. Uh, I think like 10-minute chess is one of those that's like really in this like gray area of esport, or at least to me it is, because a lot of the like teamwork and communication stuff is is lacking there, um, but it still takes a very competitive gamer to Win in an esports, uh, in a, in a competitive chess tournament, right? Um, so that's that's an example there. Um, but Knockout City in the classroom, we are playing competitively. They have a team, they are either playing other people in the class, depending on the lesson plan, um, or they're they're jumping into the competitive street ball, you know, balling out with whoever, what other, whatever teams are available that have similar MMR. We, we've also looked at doing several other games. Uh, one of them being No Man's Sky. That's pretty much just a video game, right? Like there's no competitive league for it. Um, there's no real leaderboards for it. Um, so that would be, that would kind of fall fully into that video game category, where something like Knockout City in class, Rocket League in class, those are going to be, um, we're treating those more as an esport, even though these students specifically aren't playing in leagues, um, like for in class, but, um, they are playing for rank. Um, they are playing for, uh, that status.
0: So you would say you're adding elements of gamification, your classic gamification and then adding elements such as, you know, the old school classroom dojo and then adding a gaming ele- element to both
1: of those. Right.
2: Yeah. The lesson, the lesson is based on a video game. I mean, it's right. Playing the game.
1: Cause I was going to say that distinction for us, I think is very important because we're still struggling now to get acceptance for team-based sports, <laughs> So it would be hard to push with the current climates like, you know, your admin walk in and all the gets playing No Man's Sky. And you're like, what are you yeah, doing?
2: Yeah, yeah. 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 Right.
1: We're
0: all about it. our definition as what we've decided at the beginning as an eSport is anything that's team based that you're having to mm-hmm. get achieve to. And one of our one of our, our biggest complaints about some of the games lately has been it's all about individualism. And so it, it, to me, it's it's the track versus soccer argument. Mm-hmm. You know, am I just running for myself or am I you know running with a team? So
2: yeah, I can I can win a state championship and track myself, right. but my but my team is like 31st in the league. Or exactly, like,
0: exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah, so that's I think that's I hope that it was apparent that we're in agreement there. Like oh yeah, yeah, no. no. Yeah.
0: I'm just doing it just to keep people educated. Again, yeah, not sure, not you're doing anything wrong. I'm doing okay. anything wrong. Just, <laughs> just of, making
2: sure, like <laughs> I need depends- to correct. No, no, Correct no, keep my the definition, debate. I will. No,
0: no, our, no, no, our definition is esport. Erase it. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll go back. All right, listen, PK wants to, all right, we need to go back. No kidding. <laughs> Again, it's just all about the debate about what an esport is, because when I won state for the first time, I'll never forget, head of Fox 5 News, sports, came out and says, well, I'm going to have to break out my Donkey Kong. And I'm going, not the same thing, bro. <laughs> not the
2: not same quite. thing.
0: Not quite the same thing, man. I mean, I'm all about some speedruns, don't get me wrong. Yeah, all course. about some speed runs. I mean, so it's but just, it is-
1: it's it's a fine walk to align to walk when you're dealing with people who, you know, their last game was docking Kong or treacherous. Yeah. We really have to make that distinct argument for them, for people who are kind of on the fence about gaming who listen to this, because we really want to just you know, have more children involved in a, in a positive, safe environment. That's really our goal. Mm-hmm. Let, let me go full geek on this, I
0: have a little fun with it with my other podcast, the beauty <laughs> side. And I think this is kind of like Marvel in 2008. Iron Man, we're, we're Iron Man. All right. We got mm-hmm. Iron Man, was launched Iron Man, and no one else is into the Marvel universe except us comic book nerds. And so everybody's going, oh, those won't last. And now in 2022, there's not a movie that's successful that doesn't have Marvel ahead of it. Yeah. People read, everybody reads comic I think gaming is heading in that direction sure i think mm-hmm. just like you know comic books were for the 50s and 60s or for this generation you know gr- growing up people have it's okay to read a comic book it's going to be the okay to game which mm-hmm. is really funny to me as someone who's been gaming since the 70s you
2: know, <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm 47 years old and have been gaming since 1978
1: you know so back, back when it was uncool and you got bullied did, for I, it I, in I, the I,
0: 90s I, I did not get bullied for it we may have bullied some but uh, <laughs> I may have been the toxic environment, I'm sorry.. Okay. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, of course. But yeah, I think I think that's where we're going to be in, say, ten years is that mm-hmm. during the pandemic, I mean, eSports was on ESPN. Yep. And, <laughs> and as Ashley has brought up you know multiple times, and that's where it's heading. I think we're yeah. going to have more of these kids, more kids are playing esports and they're gonna be playing football, yeah. basketball, soccer.
1: Well, I also know. wanted to say, you know, if you're a professional athlete, you're on a very limited career. Like you know, yeah. foot, football. What I mean, I know that Brady is is the longest, but not not everybody has that long of a career. So you know, it would be nice. It would be interesting. I mean, not that they need the money, but to see them pivot into like professional business, Madden, 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 Madden. Why not? Yeah. Oh, I one of my
0: favorite things. And I don't know if you all remember this. Was ESPN used to host that Madden show mm-hmm. where they'd yeah. get NFL players to play? Yeah. and it was a lot, and they get them play, getting them to play pro at pro esports athletes. Yeah, and that's it awesome. was competitive. It was competitive. They yeah. would. It, it got mean. It was good. I mean, and I think I think that's you know actually hit on a point that'd be great. Like post career, do do this.
1: I would love to see professional football players play play uh, a professional Madden esports players. Like <laughs> yeah, who who is the best now?
2: Uh, yeah. Yep.
1: Well, if you uh, during during
0: the lockdown at Disney, NBA 2K was the reasons reason why they some of them survived. Uh, uh, the interviews mm-hmm. with NBA players about the 2K yeah. tournaments that they ran yep. were were fascinating. They they were more competitive about that than the games they were playing at night.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so funny. It's true. Though. But
0: I mean, what what do you see as the future?
2: Um, I definitely see this. Uh, I I feel like the entire uh, scholastic esports realm looks a lot like um, social media did in, you know, 2006, Um, you know, there's lots of players. Um, none of them really have, uh, whatever silver bullet. No
0: Um, one's Facebook yet is what you're saying. No,
2: no one's no one's Facebook yet. Um, I think that there'll be some mergers. I think there'll be some, some come, some go, um, but there'll be some, there'll be one or two that kind of, you know, break out as the leaders, you know, I truly believe it's going to be the ones that have the best customer service, the best like gamer experience. Um, and so, you know, it's up to them. It's up to these big players in the industry to choose what's best to do, to follow through on those things and to create the opportunities that our, that our students need. And, you know, one of the biggest things is going to be curriculum, um, bringing engaging content and curriculum to the scholastic esports space. Like we said, kind of segwaying from what we were just talking about, like where does it belong in the classroom? We kind of haven't defined that yet. Um, and we need these big players to really step up and deliver a product that you know like this is this is it. Here it is aligned to standards for your state or for you know these national standards. Um, and, and you know here's how you can take your eSports coach, and plug them into the classroom and create this really valuable course that your students are going to want to take and learn all these amazing things about everything about the esports industry. Um, and oh, you love networks, you love building, you know, you think uh uh the the setup of a land tournament is really inspiring and you want to do that, go open your own land center. Like oh, you're really good at using Canva and you want to learn how to use Adobe Illustrator so that you can start doing graphic designs and web development, awesome. Go start your own web dev business. You know, like all these things can easily get started, um, you know, in an eSports classroom.
0: I see this being really tied into the auto engineering pathway as well if you really get into the development side. Mm-hmm. The production side of eSports is lacking. I mm-hmm. mean, professional the professional streams, Sorry, guys, you're not that good. Let's yeah. just—I mean, the, the broadcasters aren't—they're aren't, not at their top-level broadcast because they're still aimed at television right now. Yep. But I would really like to see some of our bigger voices come in and call a an esports match, yep, and create a a, a high-level esports match which yep. looks it where it feels like the the competitive level that we've seen is.
2: Yeah,
1: absolutely. I'll I'll say one of my two concerns that I have as you know esports eSports continues to expand is one, I'm very worried about uh, the big providers and the small providers clashing and that doing like irreparable damage to the community that all of us are kind of trying to build. And, you know, because it, there's a lot of people stepping in for, for eSports and it's just, I'm just worried about that clashing. And I'm also worried about them clashing like smaller companies like what you have in Garden State eSports clashing with the state athletic associations. Um, because, you know, some of the, the bylaws, like there's not a lot of eSports information on DHSA, but the larger bylaws do apply to it based on my conversation with them. They've kind of made that clear. So I just, I'm just worried about schools, um, specifically like the last two I've been at where they're like, you have to use play versus. And if I try to use something like on the side, like Garden State Esports or the HSEL, am I going to get in trouble and sanctioned and my program shut down for that? I, those are just two of like my major concerns about all these players coming mm-hmm. into the Scholastic Esports.
2: Yeah, and I think that defining where the separation between a team and a club resides, um, that would be something, some clarification that we would we would want to see. Um, and we're not we're not trying to break the rules. Uh, no, we, not, we just no, need some, no, we just need some guidance. And certainly, in this realm, like we esports for GHSA has some esports specific rules. Why can't we get a committee together and spell out like, hey, if you have a varsity program, you have to fit like one at least one varsity team for like any of the sanctioned varsity sports. And then beyond that, you can have a club and your club can't participate in that varsity esport. So like you can have a Rocket League team varsity, but you can't have any club varsity, uh, club Rocket League teams. Something or even like better
0: that. off. I mean, if, if, if let's say there's a community leader, just like you yeah. do in any other club sport, the high right. school soccer coach doesn't go and keep coach a fall team of right. his team. He It's illegal right. mm-hmm. coaching. But right. if I get Jerry, my buddy, to go do it, yeah, it's okay. And I need that. Yeah. I need. I need you, who's not. I know you're affiliated with schools. I'm just using <laughs> my buddy PK yeah. is yeah. coaching my Rocky League team in the fall, and in in the club environment, and then the yeah. spring he hands, hands me a team that's polished and ready to go. Yep, and just like we do with just about ninety percent of all, all sports. I just think, I think
1: clarification is important for that. Yeah. Yes,
2: and we're I we're think, we're ready to go to the table and and hash it out because we know we we know we know what we want to do um and we want to f- support the gamers uh you know we want to support the coaches uh in you know so like whatever we can do to help that Um, that does bring up one really cool thing that's happened recently i've been working with, with Forsyth county park and rec uh, department and we have opened our first um gaming arena with the nice. park and rec um and i'm working with Roswell Park and Rec as well and a couple others who are still like in the really early planning stages um but we're probably going to be opening a second one i shouldn't say probably i'm going to be pushing for them to open a second one here in Forsyth County and i think they will um so we can have park and rec like rec leagues for these esports programs to provide even more opportunity for these scholastic gamers but also our community of gamers. Um, how, about, you, how about reaching,
0: how about, no, sorry, go ahead.
2: You um, and I alike, like we'd be able to, we would be able to use it as well.
0: Oh, wow. I, I, I don't know about you, my region could definitely use that anywhere in North Georgia could. Yep. Have you thought about reaching out to the Boys and Girls Club Association?
2: Yeah, so through um, an organization, uh, CX Community, we uh they they have been working that angle and, and actually i've been working with them to help kind of get some things together um and i'm hoping to do more with them going forward um they've they work with hbc uh hbcus and the hbcu league uh esports league um and so like from that angle as well trying to make sure that we are doing everything we can to support all gamers um, my league is not supporting all gamers at all. And we won't rest until it does. But what we know is that if we don't start somewhere, nothing will ever change. And that's that's kind of where we're at. Like we're just pushing, we're we're pushing the ball down the court.
0: Well, I think it's good work that you're doing. PK, we really do appreciate having you on the eSports report. Ashley, you got anything else? No, dude, except uh I like I like your shirt. I do too. I do too. <laughs> Well, PK any cu- closing words for
2: pal? Uh, just want to encourage everybody to get out there and play some play some video games and and never forget that we pick up a controller or we hit that WASD to have fun. Um and, and too often we forget, we forget that fun component uh and I I tell my gamer, gamers every time at the end Hey, this is Coach Kraft saying, stay positive out there, gamers.
0: Stay positive, Coach PK. We love <laughs> it, brother. Take yeah. it easy, man. And you know yeah. what? If you could, like, kneecap a few for South County people for me. <laughs> know. Hey,
2: you know what I'm doing with that middle school league. I uh, know. I'm, You're bringing it. You're bringing I'm it. i making I'm gamers. Hey, guess
0: what? You're going to hear from mine. Okay. So <laughs> here we go. It really is great talking to you. Thanks for coming yeah. on the Esports port. Take care, PK.
1: All right, everybody. That was our interview with PK Graf, commissioner of a nonprofit esports league, which uh, has potential. Sounds awesome. Uh, now we're going to get to our personal favorite segment, Minute of Rage, and I've got some
0: rage. Listen, Aaron at Play VS. This is aimed at you a little bit. Not the rage, but I want you to hear me. Small schools matter. Small schools matter. I am featured on your video at the end of of your, on your stuff on your website. Small schools matter. 1A, double triple AAA, quadruple, and you don't seem to care. Esports doesn't seem to care
1: about small schools. Ashley, do you see that? Am I wrong? Do they not care about us? I feel like it's not just um, play versus, but it's just a lot of them, because it's an easier sell, right? To sell the big, awesome school versus the teeny tiny school. But we need divisions. We need to divide us up because- We need classifications. Small small schools do matter. It It does. Small schools matter. And you know what?
0: Guess what? That's where the kids are, predominantly in smaller schools. We have more schools, one through four A, than we have in five, six, and seven A. Let's aim it. Let's get some money out there. Let's get some hope out there. Because some of these are coming from rural communities, poor communities, that these kids need opportunities. Because we say it all the time, small colleges matter. We need, if that is true, guess what? Show us the effort. Show us the effort. Show us the money. And more importantly than anything else, show us your time and consideration. That's my minute of rage, folks. It probably wasn't even a minute because, buddy, when I get worked up, I just I rage.
1: And I just want to say that goes out to anybody interested in esports in the scholastic space GHSA, um, HSEL, uh, play. <laughs> the <laughs> National Scholastic. <laughs> Come on, you got it. You Hold got on, it. The, the National Scholastic Federation. Esports of Federation. <laughs> <That coming. laughs> anyway, right, national, yes. play VS, uh, all of them, all, all of right. them, everybody. This is not just one one call out, no, but you really no. need to understand how important small schools are and just how limited our resources are compared to larger schools. Right, like you Please. know, in, in our interview, and I'm not knocking for South County, but you know they're talking no. about building esports, um, uh, park and rec leagues, which is really smart, really cool. Um, and I'm I just, fighting I for a just, computer. <laughs> I just don't know if that you can replicate that um in a smaller yeah. community. And, maybe, and you can, maybe you can. Maybe you can't. I don't know. But I just know that I feel like small schools have more limitations than big schools. And again, I'm not knocking anybody like I think that's fantastic. That's going to draw in a lot of kids. And I'm not trying to be insulting in any way.
0: Well, I also want to say I would jokingly called out Aaron. Aaron's awesome. And, I, and he, you know, he's come on here. He, he knows it's all in fun. And Aaron, I know you care about us. I really do. I just want everybody I want I want the attention shown on some smaller schools. Because right now when we get to state, it's the Pauldings, the Forsyth's, the Fulton's, the Gwinnett's. And I'm going, uh, Pickens. <laughs> uh, we're, 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 we're not super small. We're not super big. But we'll give you everything we got twice. Come on. Bring it. You know, and just Just show the attention to the smaller schools. Let them know that they do matter when it comes to competition. Because right now, until the GSA breaks up into classifications and where we have comparably sized schools playing against one another, there's never going to be any limelight for my students or for Ashley's. Because I believe you're at a double A high school. Am I correct, Ashley? Uh,
1: yes, I went from a very a large 6A? school.
0: You went from a 6A, right?
1: <laughs> to a very tiny school. So I've had experience on both ends of the spectrum with eSports. And I'll go ahead and tell you, it is vastly different. Yes. You know, at my old school, I had anything I could possibly want for my eSports program. And at my new school, it's a different story just because, and, you know, the funding it's not because they don't
0: want it. It's not right. because they don't want it. It's because they can't. And, and that's the difference. I think that's where you know, I'm glad that we have console gaming now. You know, and and we we heard some you know detractors on that, and I get it. I understand where he's coming from, but at the same time, it allowed my kids to play. It's mm-hmm. allowed my kids to play because if it was just gaming PCs, we would never be competitive. If it was only just gaming PCs. So, and i honestly one of the better-funded programs because of the donors and stuff that I've had, the money that I raised, in the support of administration. And but I know schools are going. Um, you got any chewing gum to put that computer back together? You know, <laughs> that
1: kind of situation. And also we talked about that in a previous episode where if you're in a smaller community, the sponsors are just limited. They're not there. They're just yeah. not there because
0: they're trying to get the most, and again, small towns need to get the most bang for their buck and putting the sign up at the football game is a lot better than, you know, posting it in, you know, on the soccer field as a former soccer coach. I mean, it's just the way it works. You know, small sports matter, <laughs> small sports matter. All things small matter. Okay. All right. So we actually, just, we
1: just, we just want to bring awareness Yes. Um, for people who like don't understand, because, again, it's not necessarily that it's any company's fault. It's not necessarily that it's the school's fault that the funding isn't there. It's just it's the reality of what most of us face. And I think people and need to know that. I think they
0: do, too. And we're going to be interviewing some coaches here soon. I think our next episode's a, a coach interview and then hopefully re- reaching out to the Garden State, New Jersey. Here we come. Georgia's coming for you. The eSports Report's coming for you. Ashley, this has been great. Have a great
1: evening. As always, guys, like, subscribe, email, rate our show, comment, engage with us in some capacity because I feel like I'm talking to the void.
0: <laughs> and Wait, wait, Ashley, you got to do it. Say it.
1: Bye. Bye.